Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. And we are back, baby. Are we? We're recording again. Episode two. It's, I'm so glad I agreed to two of these. Yes. After this, I'm out of here. This <laughs> is just your podcast. This is the second and final episode. No, <laughs> it, it is not. Please this stay. is the other 50%. Please stay. <laughs> Please stay so maybe there's a third episode in the works. <laughs> um, all right. Welcome to And That's Why We Drink. Welcome. I got the title right this time. You did, and I'm so proud of you. I'll mess it up you again. You had an entire week to work on it. <laughs> sure, so, yeah. Good I'll still find a way to mess it up, I promise. I know. So what are you drinking tonight? So More boxed wine, I presume. You know, I tried to mix things up. <laughs> it looks the exact same color as last week. Well, sure. But it is slightly more expensive. You're lying. I am. But <laughs> <laughs> it comes from a bottle. So it is a barefoot Cabernet today that we've got. Um, barefoot. My mother drinks barefoot. Yeah, you told me that once, and every time I drink it, I'm like, oh. Shameless plug to barefoot. She also drinks layer cake. She loves layer cake. I've never tried that, but it freaks me out a little bit. Every time I go home, I see layer cake on the counter. Interesting. Oh. I, I like... And the next day, it's all empty, and my mother, I can't find her. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> I'm... I'm I'm not kidding. Today's Please true help crime her. story is about where Em's <laughs> went after the layer cake wine. This week's mystery is <laughs> find my mom. <laughs> she has an empty bottle of alcohol somewhere. This is an Amber Alert for <laughs> Em's mother. Uh, anyway, that's why I drink. So that's why we all drink. And <laughs> we have another awesome ghost and crime story for you today. And as per usual, Em and I have not shared. We haven't what our stories are again no. my name is again for the first time my name is christine <gasps> my name's christine oh that's weird well i'm confused whoops uh, my name's em and i'm christine i'm and team milkshake she's team all alcohol cheap, possible well cheap wine as much as one consume in a 24-hour period <laughs> team <laughs> most, christine mostly really inexpensive <laughs> and by mostly i mean only because i like i like your your uh personality in, in the show because you represent every 20 something year old that i know oh how sad and unoriginal <laughs> for me 
I think you're the more relatable one. I'm, I'm like, I'm team, like, I represent, like, what you do after a breakup. I mean, you're I just also relatable I just to literally consume everyone. ice cream every Saturday whenever we film a podcast. I just relate a lot to you, even though... I mean, I'm not on your team. I don't have a milkshake every day. Like, you put down a bottle of whiskey every day. <laughs> I'm just trying to make you look okay, bad for with the your record, parents. <laughs> my parents are gonna be real, please. And I also don't drink whiskey. I'm just whiskey. kidding. She doesn't. She doesn't drink whiskey. It's all wine. I've already admitted to the cheap wine. The whiskey. <laughs> that'll be me in like four. She's years. saying this with uh, three empty boxes of wine next to her. That's why we didn't do a video series. <laughs> You would just see Christine in a corner, and every episode the wall has deteriorated a little more. I'm I'm kidding to her parents, but no one else. She's on her only her fourth class tonight. You disappointed all <laughs> four of my parents. It's okay. I wouldn't say I'm disappointing anyone. I'm, I, well, I'm probably, I would, but <laughs> my my mom would hear that I'm drinking a milkshake, and she'd be like, "Well, that's expected." Yeah, I don't know if my parents would be more disappointed that I was drinking milkshakes or wine. But um, well, probably wine. At least I'm not getting drunk, but I am getting fat. Right, and so, I'm doing both at once. Okay. So actually, did you know that there's now uh, healthy wine? Apparently, it's called Fit Wine. I'm not. This isn't a sponsor or anything. Just I a, wish it was, but it's. <laughs> if we ever got sp- sponsored by Fit Wine, I wouldn't even be able to find you for the you, next. I would be gone for the next podcast. You need an Amber Alert. <clears throat> you, you and my mother would end up on the news together. <laughs> an Amber Alert for me. She's the one. My mom's the one who taught me about Fit Wine. It's supposed to. Be, I think it's just. It's like a, a diet soda, essentially. It's like diet wine. Ah, uh, see, I can't. But I don't know if it tastes different. I should ask her because I got her Fit Wine for Christmas, and I she eat, didn't. Like, healthy ice cream, quote unquote, has a lot of protein in it. Ew. It's so good. It's called Halo Top. Also, my mother, you and my mother are the exact same person. I swear to God, I went home and I went in the freezer looking for ice cream, and there was like six jars of Halo ice cream. Um, the reason I couldn't fit your milkshake in my freezer is because I have eight pints. I noticed, and I wasn't (laughs) going to say a single thing because I went to go get my milkshake out for us to record, and I was like, "Is my mother here? I just see empty wine bottles and Halo ice cream everywhere. This is her dream apartment." I remind you of your mother. That's maybe the that's of the unfortunately maybe that's why i like you maybe you remind Aww. me of home that's we're all so the sweet and weird i love it <sighs> well here's the thing if she ever knew about this apartment filled with wine and ice cream she wouldn't even want to stay with me next time she visits <laughs> she'd be like let's go to the one where i can get drunk and, and fat. let's go there there is so much for you here with me come hang out yeah i never i don't keep ice cream in my freezer because i now i'm just gonna only drink milkshakes during these sure and I don't, I don't drink. That's why I, I go for the, the milkshakes. So I don't have alcohol. It so when she comes to visit, thing. she's like, what fun do you even have? No fun. I, I make podcasts on Saturday nights because I have no ice friends. Cream. Don't tell everyone it's Saturday night. Nobody. <laughs> I meant Monday. Nobody needs to know that. This is just how we start the week, yeah. not end it. It's casual. We had a really rager of a weekend, so <laughs> we're here. Yeah, preparing for a podcast. On Monday. Um, all right, so let's crack into it. I brought this handy dandy notebook. To tell you something. Oh, tell me. I just I thought it would be fun if every uh, episode I start us with a fact about wine and a fact about milkshakes. Oh my god! I know. I'm the, ready. And funny enough, I'm not even kidding. Uh, oh wait, no, I didn't write it, but I did look up fit wine earlier. Yeah, you did. And then I said, no, I'm going to go with this one instead. Okay. Um, there. So I did. This is USA Today. There's an article that millennials outdrink every other generation in america we drink almost half of the wine in america 
almost 50%. We drank 42%. 40 of that percent is probably on this table right now. That's my bad, guys. <laughs> so millennials, according to USA Today, is... Uh, there are 79 million millennials right now in America, which are 21 to 38-year-olds. And we drank 160 million cases in one year. Oh That's an average of two cases per person. Okay, so I feel like our parents' generation always blame millennials for shit. But also, you raised us, so like, where do you think we get these habits and addictions from? I agree. You're welcome. Okay. Also, fun that you mentioned that because... Uh, they also studied high-frequency drinkers, which they considered people who drink three glasses per sitting, and you've already done that twice. <laughs> One. <laughs> I'm kidding. Today. Uh, <laughs> but so anyone who's considered a high-frequency drinker, that's 30% of high-frequency drinkers are millennials. So even though we drank wow. most of the alcohol in one year, or almost most of the alcohol in one year... Only 30% of us are high-frequency drinkers. Most of them are baby boomers. I was about to say, I bet you the old Probably people. because we can't survive or succeed or do anything they dreamed about, and we make podcasts, so they have to drink. Right. And they have My no mother, money. I probably texted her and was like, hey, I moved to Los Angeles. I'm not going to be a celebrity, but I am going to start a 21st century radio show. And she was unscrewing that wine bottle before she I even like, finished well, the well, <laughs> halfway through. She was like, and I've accomplished nothing My with you. My parents were like... Uh, do you have an interview at a real job anytime soon? That's okay. cute. We'll call and let you know. Are you ready for uh, my milkshake fact, yeah, which I is... that'll be more fun and less depressing. It's not depressing. I thought that was pretty interesting. Then again, I'm a third party because I don't drink. I was going to say, you're looking from the outside in. All right, milkshake fact. There are two unofficial national holidays per year for milkshakes. Uh, June 20th is vanilla milkshake month. by the month. way, we're both Gemini's... So milkshake day is a joke. Well, that's not fun for me because I hate vanilla milkshakes. Yeah. I'll never have a vanilla milkshake while we're on. You don't on. like vanilla milkshake. By the way, I asked you what you were drinking. You did not ask me what I'm drinking. Hey, what are you drinking today? Tonight, I'm going to have uh, a nice dose of what I call a, an Oreo McFlurry. Oh, those are great. Uh, so June 20th is Vanilla Milkshake Appreciation Day. September 12th is chocolate, which is my day. Oh. So you were I hope we record one on September 12th, because I'm going to go bananas. Well, we now. So my fun fact besides that was in 1885 was the, as far as we know, beginning of milkshakes. 1885? It goes back to 1885. The official one uh, was in 1922, which is interesting to me because 22 is my lucky number. <gasps> it was the beginning of a thing. It was meant to be. <clears throat> in 1885, there are clippings from Britain newspapers uh, that have recipes... Uh, for milkshakes, but in 1885 in Britain, milkshakes were made with shots of whiskey. That's, and that's, that's why we drink. <laughs> and that's why we drink. And that's why Christine's best life so far was in 1885 in Great Britain. That was my past life. Uh, and 1922 was the beginning of the official milkshake made by an employee from Walgreens. Oh. And they were originally malt beverages. It was just milk and malt powder and chocolate syrup. Can you imagine if Walgreens sold milkshakes today? No. They only sell, like, Slim Fast. Well, this was basically Slim Fast. And then the way that it became um, a milkshake was he took his original recipe for a malt beverage and he added ice cream from the Walgreens ice cream corner, which Walgreens ought to bring back. Yeah, what the hell? It's almost been 100 years since the milkshake, and I think Walgreens better start getting ready for their their celebration. There's also (laughs) a recipe online 
uh, which I will put on, I guess, our social media, yes. for the original first 1922 Walgreens milkshake Walgreens recipe. Walgreens milkshake. It sounds so unappealing, but I'm sure back then it was delicious. But there, there is a recipe for the original first milkshake that they made there. And, and if I'll, you want to find that, it. If you want to find it and make it yourself and sip along to this podcast. Snap us a photo <laughs> of you enjoying <laughs> We are, we're so new, we'll literally talk about it if you post a picture of you oh, with a milkshake. Oh, we will probably freak out. Uh, so, yeah, check us out on social media, and that's why we drink. Twitter, Facebook. All right. Et cetera. Yep. And here we go. Why do we drink, Em, today? Let's today we, we drink... Uh, personally, I, I'm not drinking for anything today, except for the fact that I, I'm still not famous, which apparently... If you live in L.A., you kind of want to be a little yeah, famous. Yeah, I feel like we did one episode and we're not famous, so I feel like we've... Mm-hmm. we've it's a slower... The descent. confidence is plummeting. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I drink. Yeah. So, let's get into uh, someone else's problems. Oh, please. All right, my paranormal story today is... Uh, I'm going first, by the way. <sighs> okay. Just kidding. I like it when you go first. To compare yourself? Story time. All right, we'll, we'll do that. So my paranormal story is also in California, just like the last one was cool. when I did the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose. This one is in San Diego, San Diego, a is whale's San- vagina. What? It's an Anchorman quote. Never oh, mind. let's edit that out. All right. <laughs> Mom, I didn't say that. that was I, I didn't actually I didn't create that on my own. As, let's make that a disclaimer that I was quoting will ferrell all right <laughs> never mind that's why i drink i found my personal God, story so many reasons all right san diego is uh i've never been to san diego i've been multiple times now i was there last week what the hell why i lied to you i was in san clemente which is an hour closer to san diego than we are right now well i'll go somewhere <sighs> all right except apparently haunted continue it is the whaley house is actually known as america's most <gasps> haunted house Ooh. I've been there. I went there with uh, the famous or soon-to-be Linda. Can you imagine if my mother gets famous out of this podcast and I don't? She would love it. It's going to be your mother and my dog that get famous and nobody yeah. else. Not us. That'll be the million-dollar picture when they meet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the Whaley House, it has been on every type of ghost TV show. It's been on in papers. It's it's the thing. It's the, the cat's meow. Amazing. Um. One reporter, all the way back in the 1800s, said that it is, quote, destined to be haunted. And it's interesting to me what? that that was said in the 1800s, forget, and it's still fitting. I always forget California's that old. Like, I know that it's... I know. I feel like the rest of this country... I mean, the country is, so is pretty old. Yeah, but I forget that people were already out here well, in the 1800s. Yeah. I, I think... I mean, comparatively to me, America is so young. Sure. So... When I hear, like, oh, wow, the 1800s, like, we made it a whole hundred years yeah, by then. good for Actually, us. not even, if we're counting 1776. We've only been here for, like, That's 14 true. years. All right, let's get away from history. Yes. Actually, let's let's dive into the, the, the exact history of this story. Okay. Because you're going to need to hear it. I'm ready. But I do think it's interesting that they said it's destined to be haunted 200 years ago. To, not, and Wait, who said that? In the 1800s. So who said it? Uh, it was some clipping when they were talking about hauntings even oh. then. And now, in, even in 2017, it's considered America's most haunted house. So they were right a long Maybe time I... ago. All right. I don't have the exact year for you, but I know it's, it's around that 
that century. I'll take it. Early 1800s. Um, San Diego, the... And right now, because I did go there, which is weird. Let's talk about that before I dive into the history. Yes. Um, my So my mom and I went there um, when she came to visit. We went to San Diego, and we went, and maybe, I think, she had probably had a little more fun than I did at certain parts. It just, to me, it was very much like a resort, the area we went to. Okay. And um, so we ended up walking on the streets, and there was a lot of, uh, like, like, uh like store, like like gift shops, like touristy stores that you go into where they've got like a bunch of t-shirts and stuff like that. And uh, then we went to another section where this house ended up being, and it was on a street where there wasn't, it like it didn't look like it was meant for a historic house to be sitting there. Huh. This is also a national landmark, by the way, just like the wow. the mystery house was. Um, but so my mom and I were walking around, and we we had just gotten tacos, literally like across, uh, like across the street, and everything looked like it was like a just a bunch of Mexican restaurants. Right. Because we're right next to Mexico at that point. Right. Um, we, uh, we were walking around and this house just looked out of place. Like it just, it was, I mean, it's an old house next to a bunch of like bumping, hopping Mexican restaurants yeah. in a touristy area and just like this like old house. And I was like, mom, I don't know. It's like, and my mom knows I'm sensitive to that kind of stuff. Like sure. I just kind of get like a gut feeling and we go with it. I was like, I, we got to go over to that house. Like, there's something over there. And, I mean, I for for the viewers, I used to be uh, in the paranormal investigation uh, career path. I used to follow ghosts and get paid. She's pretty badass. And so I knew about the Whaley House my whole life. And I just, I, it never crossed my mind that it was in San Diego. <sighs> and so I felt, like, this draw to it. I was like, we have to go over there. And then I, there was a giant, like, national landmark sign that says, this is the Whaley House. And I was like, oh, we have to go. I was you like, knew it. whatever plans we had, we're canceling them and getting tickets to walk around in here. Amazing. And um, so the property was originally a site for when San Diego was first thriving or beginning to. It was the where the house sits now was the property um, for specifically, like, public executions. Like, when people would meet what? to do... yeah. When people would, like, meet to do, like, hangings. Why and... did they used to do that? That was, like, a thing where people would be like, oh, bring your kids. We're going to watch someone yeah. hang today. I don't know. Or, like, pulled apart by ropes. <laughs> well. Well, that was the Middle Ages. Well, here's a neat story for you about ropes. Uh, one of the most <laughs> famous deaths there, his name was Jim Robinson. He was also known as Yankee Jim. What a name. Yankee Jim was getting hanged for attempted grand larceny. Uh... The tragedy with him, and the reason he's the most famous one to die here, is because when they hung him, or hanged him, um, the rope was too long. And so it didn't snap his neck the right way. And so they don't have the exact number, but between 15 and 45 minutes, he hung there and nope. strangled. And they watched him. Nope. And there's a quote from a reporter from that day saying, he swung like a pendulum until he died. And the whole town watched. Emily, I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> you know, if I... Let's say we live in a world where where that might happen. And I, I, I almost felt weird saying that because of the, the time we live in yeah. right now. Yeah. But if that were to happen and you're watching it happen, just go yank on my legs. Just snap my freaking neck. Don't... Absolutely. That's what your friends do. I'll just snap <laughs> my neck, why don't you? That's why we drink. And that's why we drink. Um. So, one of the people who... Uh, was a spectator at this execution was Thomas Whaley, who is the main character to my story. 
a spectator at the exhibition. Like, he was one of the people who just brought popcorn and enjoyed like his 45 minutes of watching someone else get tortured. Sounds fun. Um, he, so he saw multiple executions. Was that your dog or yeah, your boyfriend? My dog is crying because he has FOMO. Uh, well. He's at the door. We locked him in the other room. Um, so Thomas Whaley watched... Is that, is that a, he's like speaking whale. Oh. He does that. He does that when he wants attention because he thinks it sounds like a person. He tries to like make sounds like. like God, that's the weirdest. I know it's really weird. He's such a weird animal. All right, Thomas Whaley. Not only watched like ev- multiple executions, but watched this one, and um, it didn't even bother him. He was like, "I don't care. I want to buy this land. I want to build my house on it." And I want to make this my family home. What a twisted motherfucker. Hence the quote, this house is destined to be haunted. But I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Um, This was also a fun fact. Once he built the house, this was in 1855 when he bought the land and built the house. It was also California's first brick building. Really? Fun fact. So fun. Uh, And then I have written, shit happens right away. (laughs) (laughs) So as soon as they move in, Thomas and his wife, Anna, and their six kids, they all move into the house and they already start noticing a lot of footsteps and like dragging upstairs, like someone's dragging oh, stuff around no. and they immediately assume that it's Yankee Jim because when he was the one to most tragically die, I think they sure. just put his name on everything. But let's remember Yankee Jim, although the most famous ghost in this house probably wasn't the only one multiple died there i was gonna say didn't they kill a lot of people there yes and this was also uh an area a, a battleground area of course it before was. that town was even fully built up oh my god so there's also soldiers there all kinds of good stuff <sighs> all right so basically as soon as they move in their son uh thomas jr who's eight months old dies from scarlet fever in the house sad he he does i guess it happened back then I mean, everyone was dying from that. You know, my roommate in college, her sister got scarlet fever. That's a lie. It's real, and it was such a random thing. In what year? 2013. You know what? My best friend got tuberculosis a couple years ago. See? Yeah. But he got, like, the dormant version. They test for TB still, but scarlet That's how he found out. They tested for TB, and they were like, you have tuberculosis. And he was like... Am I dying? It's like Oregon Trail. Like, <laughs> yeah. You died we just, of cholera. We almost have the triad. We just need one person who, <laughs> who has dysentery. Um, okay, so then the second thing that happens is the house catches on fire. Um, no one dies, but they repair it and then move back in. Um, this house also becomes, I guess, I guess Thomas Whaley was like a really popular dude, or at least became one, because his house was, I guess, one of the bigger ones to, to be built up. And he had multiple rooms, and he had two floors, and I guess back then that was a big thing. Um, businesses started renting rooms out from him. Okay. So upstairs he had three different rooms that became, like, office rooms that held storage for, like, with, like, court records. Oh. And so downstairs they took an entire giant room, which looked, it was, since I've been there, it was, like, the size of, like, a small ballroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. <the> <laughs> you know. Small I mean, I've mine many, at home is pretty average sized. But many ballrooms in my day. No, it, it looked because I want to say it was like a living room, but it was definitely. I don't. It looks like it could have been three rooms. They knocked down walls. Okay, I get it. Um, like a big, big ass room. Yeah, like what a, you're trying to say. Like a big room. Um, 
they turned that into a courthouse. So in his house oh. also was the town courthouse. Well, okay. Which is still looks like it, too. So when you go in, when you go into the house, you s- can see all of the businesses that built up in the house while they were living in there. Okay. So you go in and you look to your left and there's a giant frickin' courthouse with, like, it has all of, like, the seats where... Like, they have, like, a jury box. They have, like, the judge and the where, like, the guy sits for it to get interrogated. Yeah. Um, or questioned. Since it's not a precinct. <laughs> uh, and then another part of the room, which looked kind of like it was supposed to be the kitchen or, like, the hallway. It was basically as soon as you open the door, you're standing in it. They rented out the area to be a general store. A general store? So they also had a general store. And literally, you walk into the next room and you're in a courthouse. So they lived there while this was all happening. Yes. I'm so glad I went to this place before I did this because I wouldn't have understood the layout at all. That is so weird. Um, So far, I've picked houses that are not normal homes. No, they're not. (laughs) All right. So his son, his eight-month-old son died. The place caught on fire. Uh, And then... The, okay, so I have written down that the house becomes a general store, a courthouse, a school, a billiard room, a theater, a ballroom, a polling place, rented businesses, and a general store while they lived there. And this wasn't a mansion. I mean, this was a big house, but it wasn't a mansion. Sure. It was two or three floors. And um, when I say, when I list all of that, like it wasn't a school and a ballroom and a polling, like places rented out rooms at different times but the only consistent ones were the general store and the courthouse downstairs and upstairs it looked like whatever the size of two master bedrooms would be and they knocked the wall down and they made a theater like it was really weird it's like the smallest theater in the entire world but it's a theater no wonder this place is haunted yeah because so many things happen there but so um and they still have it looking like a theater they have um like chairs and everything Anyway, all that's happening. People are living there at the same time. The general store gets robbed. Basically, any type of bad luck you can imagine. There's deaths, there's robbery, there's fires. Um, Sad. And, and then people just start dying left and right. Like in the family or just Like people? in the house. Like all the people who start working there are dying. Oh. Um, people from the courthouse area of the house, they died. Um, servants were dying. Uh, as soon as the theater was built... Um, Two weeks after opening night, the operator of the theater died. Oh, my God. Um, in the 1880s, uh, Thomas Whaley's daughters, he had six kids, remember? And then right. one of them died, so now he's got five. Three of his daughters, two got married in the house, one got engaged in the house. One of the um, girls that got married, her name was Violet, and she married a guy named George. And George ended up being a con artist and thought if I married into this wealthy family, then I would be getting, like, a lot of dowry for marrying her because that was how the world worked. Like cows and sheep. Yeah. And when he found out he wasn't getting anything, he divorced her. Oh, what a dickhead. This was in 1884-ish. Okay. The exact same time as the Winchester Mystery House was happening, by the way. Um, Obviously. Right, because the world was on its, on its side. What happened back then. Mercury was clearly in retrograde. <laughs> um, so at that time, I mean, divorce was unheard of. It was sure. the rarest thing. And if you're a divorced woman, you're just a waste of space at this point. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> and Em's Mom. At this point, we're both spinsters, no matter what year it is. Um, so nobody, not only could she not date anymore, but she was considered just like, you know, what What should we do with you? Let's just put you somewhere. Poor Violet. So she ended up moving back in with her parents, um, and she basically got so depressed because she knew that her life was over that uh, only a couple months into living there, she shot herself in the chest. No! At, in 1885, she dies from a shotgun wound to the chest <gasps> at age 22. 
22? She's 22. a baby. She wasn't even our age. Or, yeah, she wasn't even our age. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Sad girl. Um, and this is the suicide poem that she left. This is, she... I'm sorry, a suicide poem? <laughs> they did it real classy back then. They classed their suicide up. Oh my god. Um, but she did plagiarize. Because <gasps> she didn't leave, she didn't leave like a, like an end quote by a poem by an author but She's it's like, not hers she put it there Edgar Allan Poe said something about it at another point at the same time so like she did not write this but she you know what I mean okay so the note that she left was and I'll read it as sultry as possible please do uh mad from life's history swift to death's mystery glad to be hurled anywhere anywhere out of this world bang holy shit I know so, that's that so happened to dark. Violet. But so that's the second Whaley child to die. Oh. The the daughter who was engaged because of this whole scandal of like the husband marrying into the family for money, that guy got freaked out by the scandal and left her. So she also ended up becoming a spinster. Oh, and in that sense. age, you couldn't even be engaged and then break up. I like how they're 21 and 22 and they're like, I'm a spinster. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, ha ha ha, but we're also spinsters. And we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we drink. And that's why we drink. Um, so she ends up uh, staying in the house for the rest of her life and dies at 80 fucking five. So imagine living in the house for 60 oh years. Oh my God. Remember when we were like, how did we disappoint our parents today? This is how she disappointed them for 60 goddamn oh, years. Oh, honey. <laughs> I know. Mom, at least I didn't live in your house till I was 85. Just side note. Every now and then I tell my mom, I'm like, what would happen if I moved back home? I and she's like, stay. <laughs> stay where you are. Please don't. No, she wants me home. Uh, actually, one of the reasons I was supposed to move home and then I was like, I think I'm going to do this podcast. And she was like, are you still coming home? And I was like, we'll see how this goes. So either I'm famous by the end of the year or I live in Virginia. Stay with me forever. <laughs> Tell my mom not, not to let me move back in. I will. Um, okay, so son dies of scarlet fever. She shoots herself in the chest. And then the sister ends up living at home for the rest of her life. <sighs> um, and, she, and she ends up also dying in the house. Ugh. So that's three Whaley kids who have now died in the house. Before she dies, three other Whaley's also die in the house. They could be in-laws. Um, two of the other kids end up dying. So five of the six Whaley children all die in the house. Uh, not including all the people who died on the land before. Not the dying, not, not the, the soldiers dying beforehand. Not the servants. Ugh. Just death. All these people being hanged and stuff. So six Whaley's died in the house. Yankee Jim died on the property. Other, anyone else executed on the property. Uh, original settlers on the land. Any soldiers... Um, and then also there was a servant who died in the house. Um, I, I tried to find out where, like how, but that didn't come across. And then I called the Whaley house yeah, and they did. had this to tell me. There was also, uh, a daughter or not a daughter, a, uh, like a family friend playmate of the Whaley kids that used to come over all the time. Right. And, uh. I guess Mrs. Whaley would regularly make cookies out of the general store, and then all the little neighborhood kids would, like, run from wherever they were to go get cookies. Carrie Washburn, who was the playmate that they grew up with, was so excited when she saw cookies. This is literally how I'm going to die, uh, by the yeah. way. <laughs> she, <laughs> like, me too. Uh, she saw the cookies, got so excited, and sprinted as fast as she could straight into a clothesline that was the height of her neck. 
That is not real. <laughs> it Are is the truth. It is the truth. And she broke her trachea or ripped her trachea or ruptured it or basically broke her neck running through a clothesline trying to get to cookies. You are a doctor. Please don't. Please don't <laughs> Your boyfriend's us. a doctor. Tell him if this is a real thing. <laughs> the trachea. She broke and, and slaughtered her trachea. But also if I called you in the middle of the night and was like, Christine, I ruptured my trachea running after cookies, you would not be surprised. I would say... Where are the cookies, though? You'd be like, you should have ran faster, or you should have at least ducked. Where the hell are my cookies? So, a regular thing that happens, um, the only haunting that is fully documented with the Whaley's, they said that they heard ghost shit all the time. Like, since they moved into that house, they have seen, like, imprints on their bed of people sitting there. Wait, who is this now? The Whaley family. As in the in the middle of them all dying left oh, and right. Oh, so back in the right, day. right, right. Okay. They um, they like saw people like back then they had ghosts haunting them left and right. But because it was so long ago, they don't have any like true diaries or right. anything like that. So basically, all that they have left is like creaks and bumps and feeling touched and cold spots and the typical stuff. Um, but the only thing that they have documented is a um, someone who recently visited the house on a tour. Her family, like, her grandparents were friends with the Whaley's or something like that. And she was already an old woman, so her grandparents were from that time. Oh. And uh, she said that they visited probably, like, within the first month of the Whaley's moving in to, like, celebrate them living there. Mm-hmm. So this was the 1880s. And uh, they fled in the middle of the night. The family friends fled in the middle of the night because they literally hurt. Like, they got scared. They, like, woke up and, like, felt things staring at them. All ran into one room to, like, sleep together. And then they saw the window unlatch and fly up. Oh, no, 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 no. And then they fled that house. And they're like, see you never, Whaley's. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Forever. So, um. See you never. See ya. Never, ever, ever. So that was the the main one that they have. But um, uh, the employee I talked to said that mainly the thing that she hears about is adults feel things. Like they feel when they go into um, the room where Violet shot herself, they can smell copper, like blood. Like they can smell blood. No, no. Um, They also feel really depressed. Like they can, this is adults (laughs) mainly. They can walk in, they just like get so sad and just feel horrible because they feel her depression. Or... um, Sometimes they can hear, like, crying upstairs, and it, sometimes it's her crying because she was depressed, or it was, um, they can hear a baby crying, which was the sun. And they can hear, like, a baby, like, giggling and cooing and all that. And, um, oh, so, um, but the kids that visit this house regularly see everything. Like, they'll wave to people that aren't there. Really? They'll, like, um, like, so, that Carrie Washburn girl, the cookie girl? Yeah. She, uh, they'll, like... They'll, the kids will talk and laugh with like, like someone their height because they're looking like out, not up. And they'll be talking to someone and parents will be like, who's that? And she's like, oh, my friend that lives here. Like, like she, that girl will just approach children or she'll like play hide and seek with them. And then they'll be like, oh, the girl that ran around the other room. And then the employees oh, will be like, that's not a girl. Um, they also, a lot of times kids will go up to the employees and be like, where did the dog go? No. The dog that, and they're like, what dog? It's like the dog that ran through the hall or ran down the hall. Can I pet the dog? Do you have a treat for me to give to the dog? And, uh, the Whaley's had a Scottish terrier named Dolly. And this is a regular thing. Oh like my God. I asked her like, is this one kid or a couple kids? And she was like, 
from what I've heard from other employees, at least 50 or 60 kids over time have asked to pet the dog. Kids see everything. Yeah. I like to think that when my dog dies, he's going to just haunt everyone. Uh, he's kind I don't of a, think he cares enough about people to even scare them. He doesn't, them. but he's kind of a bully, so I feel like he'll want to make his presence known. It's fair. Um, let's see. What else? A lot of people will see Thomas Bailey himself standing on no. the landing in the stairs where he just watches people visiting his house. Ew! He just watches them. And kids will wave, and they've all described the same man standing Do on the stairs. Do you think that he sees them? Like, or is it just like a Apparently projection? he waves back. No! That's why the kids wave, because they're like, I'm waving at the man who waved at me. Emily. I'm not lying. Um, you can smell Anna's perfume, and a lot of people have said they can see her floating from the courthouse into the general store. Oh, God. Uh, and then, oh, so the last thing the employee told me was apparently everyone that died in that house had some sort of relationship to august either they had a, like the an, month yeah so like they had an anniversary or a birthday or they died in august everyone had some relationship to august so apparently august is the most haunted month where like w- the employees go in every day wondering like what the hell is gonna happen really and halloween why. they said october is pretty big because everyone comes in because every weekend during october they have like night sure night tours so it's just like crazy busy they said August and October are the most active months. And the best thing that... Because I asked the employee, I was like, what's the scariest shit that you've seen in this house? Uh-huh. And she's like, the only thing that really freaks me out are not just when people show me pictures, but how many pictures people show me. Because apparently, like, she said, like, one out of five families will come and show the employees things that they've taken pictures of. Oh. And she said that the scariest picture that she saw was someone took a picture outside of the house and you can see crystal clear um, three, like, Mexican soldiers. What? Like, she said you can see the badges. You could see their facial features. You could see, like, the uniform entirely. She said there was one soldier up front and two in the back. Um, which, <gasps> which is interesting to me because my ex went to the Whaley house. And when uh-huh. we were dating, she always said, if you ever go to the Whaley house, you have to go. Because she, I guess, in the same area that... From what this employee told me, which was kind of interesting, was the person who showed her the picture that they took, they took it right outside of the house on the the side with the window. And if you look in the window, you can see a bed. My ex always told me that the only photograph she got of ghosts was the one time she went to the Whaley house and got a picture on the side of the house where she looked through the window and saw a bed. And she, this employee did not know that story about me, but said it. And I was like, oh, what was the picture your ex took? Um, She said that she saw a grown man, like a shadow person sitting on the bed or something like that. Something like, but like looking into the camera. Oh no. And, but when she looked in, there was nothing there. So like she just saw a bed. And so she's kind of put her phone up and took a picture. And when she looked at the picture, there was a grown man looking at her. Nope. 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 So. Anyway, that's my story for the week. Wow, 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 wow. The Whaley House. So sad and dark. Do you have something to lighten up the mood, like a good, fresh murder? I do. Let's Uh, hear it. Speaking of light and fresh stories, I have a story about the serial, alleged serial killer. Uh Uh-huh. Robert Durst. (gasps) I know that name. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. All right. So there was this HBO series that got a lot of press. The Jinx. It was about Robert Durst, and it was very recent. I know a lot of people have probably seen this, but it's definitely worth talking about. It's just a fucking crazy, crazy, crazy story. I have story. not heard of the jinx. I've heard of Robert Durst, but I don't even know what he does. He does a lot of bad, 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 bad. He does and, a lot of murdering, I and think. And also crazy things. Allegedly. Just so crazy. He's a creepazoid. So his 
It all began in 1982. So he was married to this woman named Kathleen Durst. One day, so they had a kind of a troubled marriage. They were young. Um, they had their issues. One day, she left a party mm-hmm. and was never seen again. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Did, oh, I was going to ask what happened to her, but I guess she's never been seen again. Nobody knows. So she left the party after telling her friends that her husband was mad at her and wanted her to return home. Okay. So the police, you know, kind of investigated. They looked into him. They couldn't find any evidence. Uh... Her friends always accused Robert, her husband, and said he, like, it was an abusive relationship. He did it. He killed her. But the police couldn't find any evidence. Always um, trust the best friends. They know more shit than right? a cop can ever figure exactly. out. Exactly. If someone kills me and... I can't promise it's Blaze. I can promise it's Gio. It's probably Gio. <laughs> Your dog wants one of us gone. <laughs> Whoever dog, he can get his paws on first. dog will be the death of me. Her friend, uh, who she saw that night, even said that before she left the party, she told her friend to check it out, quote-unquote, if anything happened to her because she was afraid of her husband. Mm-hmm. So they were going... They had a really bad relationship at this point. Uh, they both did a lot of drugs. He cheated on her. Um... She really wanted a child, but when she got pregnant, he forced her to have an abortion. Oh, no. Allegedly, yeah. This was the 80s, right? Early 80s. So she, they had their issues, you know, and her friends obviously knew. Um, so the weird thing was, do you, he, know, do you know what drugs he was on? Yeah. So, well, it wasn't even anything like that crazy. I think she was into cocaine and he was into marijuana, as far as I read. And he even took a course back in the day mm-hmm. called... Intake of marijuana, I think, was the name of the course. Okay. So, they, basically, he, the weird thing was, he waited four days to report his wife missing. Hmm. Um, He said, when he told the police, four days later, he said she had come home after the party, drank a bottle of wine, and then gone to Manhattan by herself. Oh, like he, like she left him. Yeah, he said I thought it meant like she was so gone after one bottle of wine, she was like, Manhattan it is! to Manhattan! (laughs) One way ticket. No, so he said she went off to Manhattan by herself after drinking a bottle of wine at home. Okay. He also told the police that she had called him from her apartment in Manhattan um, to say she was watching TV. Mm-hmm. So at the time, the police were really thorough and did not check phone records. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not very thorough at all. <laughs> not thorough. So in 2000, several years later, uh, someone reopened the case and looked into it. There were no calls ever made to <gasps> his home at that point. So mm. just a minor trifling. Trifling. Meanwhile, so this guy, Robert Durst, his family, they were these crazy billionaires. They were these real estate moguls in New York City, $4 billion worth of property. So he's like really successful. Um, So in 2000, again, I said they reopened this investigation, but he became estranged from his family. They had a big argument. He was always kind of the black sheep. Um, So he kind of took off and disappeared and his family was like good riddance. Um, And at the same time that this was happening, Suddenly, they found his good friend from childhood, Susan Berman, mm-hmm. and, like, confidant, shot execution <gasps> style No, in her ranch in Los Angeles. Just shot in the head. I'm pretty sure they found her in the pool. Um, oh, no. So they were like, it turns out that they were, the police were actually looking into the disappearance of his first wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had actually contacted her, his friend Susan Berman, about her disappearance. And so speculation Uh, is that he knew she was going to talk 
And it turns out from bank statements that he had given her $50,000. Like, keep quiet. Exactly. In the months leading up to her death. Um, so the way they found her was also really strange. They, the police received an anonymous letter saying a, quote, cadaver was at her address. Uh, and the letter was addressed to the Beverly Hills police, but he misspelled Beverly and added an extra E between the L and Y. <laughs> and actually in the documentary, they had him write out Beverly and he misspelled it in the same <gasps> oh, way. Oh, that's fine. I like when they, when they know the little things. They're like, oh, what a casual coincidence. Yeah. Right. So that was spooky, but like nothing you can, you know. Right, right, right. So literally the same year in 2000, he suddenly, so he had been kind of off the map. Like no one really knew where he was. Suddenly, in Galveston, Texas, he was connected with the murder and dismemberment of 71-year-old Morris Black. So, suddenly, how pieces... Is he con- how is he connected? I know, I know. It's fucking I feel like crazy. either you're in or you're out on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, pieces of this guy's body washed ashore in Galveston. They never found the head. Just putting that out there. But they found... How it- do they know it was Morris? Well, they found a trail of blood leading uh, back to Robert <clears throat> Durst's apartment... And Morris Black was his next-door neighbor. Oh. But it turns out Robert Durst had been living in this, like, really shabby apartment. Uh, not only living under the radar, but dressing in drag and pretending to be a mute woman called Dorothy Siner. So he had invented this whole fake persona. This is Morris. Dress. No, this is Robert Durst, the same <gasps> oh. guy. He was found wearing a wig and dressing as this woman, and he named himself Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Um... And they found a trail of blood from his neighbor, his neighbor's dismembered right, body right. that they found in the river, all the way back to his apartment. So they were like, uh, hello, we're going to arrest you. So they arrested him, but he posted bail mm-hmm. and then took off. So suddenly there's this manhunt. They're like, holy shit, we got to catch this guy. Manhunt or Dorothy hunt? Woman hunt. Okay. Man woman hunt? I don't know. Whatever uh, he chose to be at that point. I don't judge. So we're looking for a man or a woman who can or can't hear His, or speak. Or speak. Okay. <laughs> His name may or may not be Dorothy. So, so look for anyone you can. <laughs> guess how they found him. I want to know. They caught him shoplifting a chicken sandwich, a newspaper, and a Band-Aid from a supermarket in Pennsylvania. The dumbest. Wearing a wig. Not wearing the dress, but wearing a wig. And he's a multimillionaire. So he walked out of there and he was caught shoplifting. That's the dumbest. Well, he had psychological <sighs> issues, I feel like. I mean, he must have because, I, I mean, how hard is it to pay in cash? You know, it's not like you're afraid of a paper trail with a exactly. credit card. Like, just throw down 10 bucks. He was just wearing a wig. And he was in Pennsylvania. Also, if you're that rich and you're really trying to get away, you can afford, like, a whole costume. Exactly. And a whole box of Band-Aids. You can do, like, a Mrs. Doubtfire and just... Hello! Re- <laughs> I mean, that's real. Like, what? I mean, he must have really needed that one Band-Aid. Like, if I cut my finger but I was on the run, <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, the food and the paper are all I need. That's- so, that's how they caught him. So, they brought him in. But he was acquitted, spoiler alert, because he claimed... So, they found the blood of this guy, uh-huh. his neighbor, in his apartment in Galveston, Texas. But he pleaded self-defense, and he said, you know what? My neighbor attacked me, mm-hmm. and so I killed him. But he did admit to chopping up his body with a paring knife. So they were like... So he went beyond self-defense and went yeah, into, like, full mo- yes. mutilation. and he admitted it. He said it was, quote, in a panic. So he said, well, I was just... He attacked me, so I was in a panic, and I killed him and then dismembered his body and dumped it into little pieces in the river. Neat. 
Right. So he, I mean, again, remember this guy's a multimillionaire. So he has this defense team that's like, fancy. right, right. So, I guess when you're a multi-billionaire, my first thought was if you're a multi-billionaire, you can afford to actually like make a murder go away. Like go on the lam. But like- I guess since I'm not a millionaire, I didn't realize that if you're a millionaire, you can make it look as obvious as possible and just afford the best lawyers. Right. Like just- why, why do the dirty work when exactly. you can pay someone else to do it? So they basically said like, no, it was self-defense. Um, the reason he chopped up his body was because he was panicked, uh, and he got away with it. So- to be fair, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying I would be open to cutting someone's body up. Let's, I mean, granted. I'm glad you're not saying that. <laughs> well, not, for the record. I'm not in the mood. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> ask me on a Monday. <laughs> um, the hell? <laughs> that dog's amazing. Um if I if I really did kill someone in self-defense, I would be nervous. Like, if I really did kill someone in self-defense, I would be scared about how to get rid of the body because I would be afraid too. Yeah. So I could I could understand, like, a, if it was truly he didn't want to kill someone and now he's nervous about the repercussions trying to hide the body. Right. And in that moment, that was the only thing he but could I think of. But I get it. But at the same time, like, that's a lot of work to take pieces of a body right. to the... I, I feel, feel like, like in a panic, I would just set it on fire. If I had never... Well, but if I had never killed somebody and I was totally innocent and a guy attacked me and I killed him, I would call the police and say, dude, that's true too. came into my If it really was self-defense, right. then you wouldn't have anything to really there hide. There wouldn't be a reason to take up your right, knife, right. spend an entire night cutting pieces of his body up. But with how paranoid I am these days with, like, whatever, like, baby rule someone could catch me on, like, sure. there's so many technicalities in the world, I could see my... If I was in a true state of panic frenzy and I felt like I needed to get rid of the body, then I could understand... I wouldn't cut it up, though. That's so intimate. Like, you really have to, like, no, that's to commitment. take a knife well, and saw someone's and arm one off. one of the guys who saw the photo said, like, this is not this guy's first murder. I can tell. <gasps> I, like, I can, Ooh. like, the way he took a knife and was able to take apart pieces of this body, like, that is not normal. That is not right. something it was, a person It was do. masterfully cut right. off. Right. Like, he knew. Versus, like, my choppy chunks. <laughs> right. I would just be crying. Be like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got his toe off. Okay. If I ever kill you, I won't dismember you too. Oh, thank you so much. I'll just, I'll pretend that you tried to attack me. Oh, thanks. That's <laughs> so sweet. It depends on, it depends on the day. Uh, so, so what happens? Listen, he didn't get charged with any of this. So his first wife just mm-hmm. goes missing. All his friends, all her friends say it was him. He did it. Nothing. Um, he has so much money. He can hire like a bomb ass legal team. He will not get arrested. And then he goes, you know what, I'm going to do, oh, and the friend, again, his best friend who was shot in her home, right? Mm -hmm. And then now this neighbor who was dismembered Mm -hmm. in the river. So So just everyone connected to him are all dying in the most disgusting ways. Exactly. Like his wife, his best friend, and his neighbor. So he goes, oh, HBO's doing this documentary. Why don't I be a part of it? (laughs) Why not? Why not? So What's it about? So it's about his story, basically. <gasps> okay. Right. It's like a literally a dramatization of like what has happened to him and his. The whole That's timeline. textbook too. They always say that like the killer can't stay away from his own crime scene. Right. They like want they to always be a come part back. Of it. Yeah. Exactly. So he wanted to be a part of it, and he. I guess he liked the way they were telling the story. So he said he wanted to tell quote his side. So get this. I mean, this is a spoiler. If you have not seen the show and you want to see the show and you don't want anything ruined for you. the next 60 seconds. Exactly. Or even like the next 10 seconds. But (laughs) he went to the bathroom 
during the taping in the final episode. They did not play in this. And he had a mic on. And he did not know the mic was on. Mm. And he was muttering to himself. And he says, what did I do? I killed them all. I killed them all. And he says it in the bathroom, on the mic. It's like he wanted to get caught. He admitted like, it. Like, why would you right. just say that to yourself? Wouldn't you be saying, like, like, I feel like if I was trying to make sure I didn't say that... I would be, like, chanting in my own head, like, I didn't, I didn't do it, do I didn't it. do it. Like, practicing what right. I'm going to actually say I to mean, other people. Remember this guy stole a chicken sandwich. And, and a Band-Aid. Band-Aid. <laughs> okay. Right. And got caught as a multimillionaire. <sighs> so, he basically says he killed them all mm-hmm. on the mic. And I remember watching this in the final episode. The entire crew is like, what, did we, did we just hear that? Yeah. Right? You know, like, yeah, what did he just confessed. happened? Like, you can't make this shit up. So he made this confession. It was huge news. Like New York Times wrote this big article on it. But it is not clear today if he's going to go to jail for this because he claims that meth use was the only reason he admitted to the murders. He said he was mm. doing meth. So like it was like a he was insanity like, kind of thing. Right. And his lawyers uh, are expected to attempt to have his statement rendered inadmissible in court. Uh-huh. Um, so for now, he's in a psych unit. He's in New Orleans in a jail. Um, he's going to be extradited, extradited to California on first-degree murder charges for the murder of Susan Berman, who is the woman in California um, who his best friend from right, right, childhood. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, his own family has said, we hope he'll be held accountable for all that he's done. So, like, they, they're... Com- Even they're like, see yes, ya. Yes. And he's completely estranged from his family. And he's Looney Tunes. Like, if you watch his show, I, I do want to add some fun facts I love a good fun fact, especially about murder. I mean, just, to, like, you can't make all this up. This is so wild. Okay. This is from his biography on biography.com. When he was seven, he watched his 32-year-old mother either jump or fall off the roof to her death. Um, so he, he had several years of counseling after this. That would change you. Yeah, it would. Okay. Uh, and at this point, it obviously fucked him up. And, like, some of his oddities, I guess, one of them was that he pretended to be in a school band and would hide his tuba in the woods. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> like, it sounds like a euphemism. But it, it, it literally said he would hide his tuba in the woods. Like, so wait, did he... Wait, my question is, did he have an actual tuba and he was in a pretend band? Or was did he pretend he was in a band and pretend he had a tuba and he would be like, he would pretend to, you know, be like, like it's somewhere you don't know <laughs> where. Find it. <laughs> or would he like actually have a tuba and he would go around and be like, oh yeah, I'm in no. a band. <laughs> well, it looks okay. Or my, would he <laughs> go up and pretend he was holding a tuba and be like, yeah, me and my bandmates are gonna like this go to town on tuba. this thing later. <laughs> uh, my understanding was that he pretended he was in a band. He had a tuba. And okay. He would hide it. So at least had I a, don't know. He had a real prop at least. Literally every single one of those situations is as insane as no matter what it's stupid it's so insane i don't know so he hid a tuba in the woods all right so the next thing was that after his wife kathleen disappeared this was Mm. his first wife who disappeared um he didn't seem concerned again i said it took four days for him to report it to the police uh friends of hers were convinced it was his fault and he had killed her well her, every the friends in america i believe they i think know. everyone knows they know and they had said she told them she was scared of her husband etc cetera, etc cetera. um but while they were doing their investigations their homes were burglarized and the relevant <laughs> materials to their cases they were building were stolen Mm-mm. so surprise they were all gone yeah um th- number three out of four so he had this brother who was part of their like real estate he was like another real estate mogul uh hugely wealthy 
Um, and they were estranged. They didn't speak. But after the case was reopened, he told uh, reporters that Robert had owned a succession of seven Alaskan Malamutes, like the dog. Okay. All named Igor. God. And they all mysteriously disappeared in the no. couple months before his no, wife's no, no, no. disappearance. So there oh, were, no, no, no. It's horrible. <clears throat> it's like he was a sociopath and he couldn't get his fix on animals anymore, so he moved to humans. Yeah, and people wonder if that was just like or a not dry, even a sociopath, a just a serial killer in general. Right, or just like he was practicing. Because <laughs> oh, no. They said seven, literally seven dogs, all with the same name, disappeared in like... It's se- like he was replacing him to like yeah, round two, round going. three, like... Let's perfect this murder. So fucked up. Oh, man. So the dogs, all named the same, would just disappear, seven of them, in the months leading up to... And then she disappeared and he never had a dog again. And then... Well, why would you once you moved on to people? (laughs) It's a shame he didn't have seven wives all with the same name. Yeah. You could have just killed all the Kathleen's and (laughs) it's just really messed up. So the last thing, he has a public urination issue... (laughs) <laughs> Surprise! Oh, that 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 might also be a sociopath thing, though. He well, if he's hurting says, animals and he, well, it's usually bedwetting as an early sign. Oh, but if you're having well urinary sort of problems related. at all, so what happened was he was arrested because he exposed himself and urinated on a candy rack at a Houston CVS. Oh, keep in mind he's in trouble for like murder and he's peeing on it. Okay, like so, at least. Pretend you're normal At until it like, all blows over. Right. Like, chill the fuck out. Like, go steal a band-aid in five years when everyone's yeah, forgotten. steal a band-aid, but <laughs> yeah. wait. And his brother said that as a child, or as a younger man, I don't know if he was a child or a young man, but he had also urinated in their uncle's trash can in their company business, like, when he was younger. I could also be a power thing. Right. So, like, who marking knows? your territory. But it seems like it was a kind of a habitual thing. So, that is the case of this really messed up how did that end he is currently in a psych Uh, in new orleans yeah and he's awaiting trial because that hbo special came out last year and it was just a huge did he make a comment about it at all like yeah he he... said oh it was just meth never once not even once (laughs) like we all do wow yeah it's really fucked up so this guy is and that's why we drink and that's why we fucking drink because there are people out there who will steal band-aids and pee on your dog or whatever he ex- Wow. <laughs> he went through a lot he of things. He peed on seven Alaskan Malamutes. <laughs> <laughs> he named all of his band-aids Igor. Oh, my. <laughs> and he also murdered a bunch of people. I mean, he murdered his best friend, his wife. His neighbor. And his neighbor. And probably was, others. Yeah, who was 71, and he they never found the head. <sighs> I know. That means there's a skull somewhere. And he said, oh, it was just a self-defense that I chopped his body up. Maybe he bought the band-aid to put on the head. Just, oh, probably. You know, and he bought the chicken sandwich to feed it one last time. To be like, I don't know. I, I did it. Did they tell you how he hurt the dogs? No, it, they just said he had seven dogs that just he said they all disappeared one by one. And he said, "Oh, they're just gone." I mean, he's crazy. If you watch his documentary, he just sounds so out of his rocker. Like he, that's like um, Manson. If you look at his interviews, he just is like a. a it's like not even a human being. Right. Like he doesn't seem like a real he's person. He's just saying words and jumbles. Right. It doesn't even make sentences. So if you watch him, he's just like, oh, I can explain. <sighs> that was a good one. Wow. Speaking crazy. speaking of people missing, I saw this thing online. I've seen it a few times. I'm sure you've seen it too. But there was a story of a girl who uh, joined her own search party. No. And I'm like, if that ain't me, 
I don't know what is like, I wish some, Hey yeah. guys, what are we doing? Oh, who are we searching for? And it's, it's me. Cause I took a nap wow. for too long. Your mom and I are going to go missing <laughs> on our Amber Alert and we're both going to look for ourselves. <laughs> well, you'll find yourselves at the same time. We'll be drinking spiritually layer cake in every wine. way. Layer cake. Here's the thing. When I was 14, I had this friend who I'm not going to say a name, but if my mother's listening and I know she is, she knows who this person is because I still talk about this. Uh-oh. There was a guy in my high school who everyone knew was like the player. He was just the guy. Player. And he, he got every girl. He wasn't, you know, he, he got, he got his way with girls because he was charming. Sure. He knew exactly what to say. And I was friends with him. I didn't like him half the time because I saw what he was doing to girls. Like he was being like disrespectful. Right. He was just being a man ho. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, those man hoes. But so I warned my mom before they met. I was like, he will find a way to charm you. I Ugh. just do not fall for it. And she's Ugh. like, Emily, I'm a woman in my forties. Like I'm not going, I'm, oh, I'm not going to no. fall for it. Gets in the car and says, I'm not going to say my mom's last name, but it was like, hi, Mrs. La la la. Mrs. M. Would you care for some chocolate? And ever since then, what? to this day, my mother's like, how is that boy? And I'm like, he got you. He got he you. Got you. It's gotcha. like over 10 years that's later. so easy. Would you like some chocolate? Really? My, my mother doesn't have a lot of self-control when it comes to sweets, but neither do I. That's why I'm drinking a McFlurry as I speak to you. But the, like, I was like, he will say something that will make you talk about him for the rest of your life and I'm going to have to hear it. So please don't fall for it. Okay. And one sentence in, M? I still hear about him. Do you want to know something? What? Now you're talking about him on our podcast. No, <laughs> he'll never hear this podcast though. So, but I, his name carries on. His his name is still legendary at our high school, I'm oh, sure. Oh, God. But honestly, so what I'm saying is if you said, would you care for some layer cake wine? It's just, the, it's been a decade. She needs something new. And she'll be like, how is that Christine girl? I really like her. I'm really great. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Before it's even been asked, there's your answer. Oh, and that's why we drink people. Anything you're you're personally drinking we about? Do, well, we do want to know like what you guys drink about. Yes. Why you drink? We What's your favorite know. drink? Yeah. What is your favorite drink? Because we probably need to mix things up. Because all I drink is box wine. If I'm gonna do a podcast and drink a different milkshake every time, I'm gonna need a little variation. Oh, yeah. So if you've got some ice cream ideas, let me know. If you've got some alcohol ideas, let, let Christine or let my mother know. know. Or, or my mother really it. doesn't drink this much, but let's just make that a trend. <laughs> Let's we just pretend. throw that around. One day we'll have a shirt with her face on it and she won't care anymore. She'll be happy. Um, yeah. And if you guys have ideas of what kind of stories you want to hear, if mm-hmm. you know of like fucked up murder or fucked up ghost story, a reason you drink because the world is a scary, scary place. Yeah. Please let us know. Yep. Yep. And, and contact us. Yes, please do that. I know like besides telling us, like tell your friends tweet about us facebook post about us if you have email us please tell them if you're as lonely as us give us a call we have a phone number it is 910-446 wine (laughs) w-i-n-e well also we had to change it because we created a new gmail because eerie and no it's not wine anymore is it wine no i paid ten dollars for a phone number (laughs) and then we changed everyone call the number that i just said that has to do with wine and then let that number know to follow us yes what's our new number we don't have one yet Uh, okay probably delete this part no no don't delete it let people know here we're gonna have a second phone number at some point email us at (laughs) 
And that's why we drink at gmail.com. I drink because Christine doesn't update me on uh, what she's done with us. We also have a Twitter. Uh, on our phone number. Because I'm still mad about it. Our Twitter is called ATWWD Podcast. It spells, and that's why we drink. Yeah, it's a it's a um, acronym. We're going to say that every time, it's aren't we? Acronym. It's an acronym. Use our acronym I'm podcast. So All right. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to episode two. We've had a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. And uh, we're, we're going to come back next week. Yeah. Stay tuned for episode three. All, right. all we have to say is, and that's, and that's why, why we, we drink. drink. Bye-bye. Bye.